0: God wanted to do today, but uh, it got changed. And so That's always good. But uh, I want to read you some material that came from uh, John and Jolene Hamill. And they were here last fall on uh, Sunday night when Chris Mitchell was here and Garland and all that group. And they're uh, a prayer team that lives like in, in Washington, D.C. But this is a special day. You know this is a National Right of, to Life Day? January the 22nd, 1973, 50 years ago today, is when Roe versus Wade got put in. 50 years ago today. But praise God, it came down, huh? That's when the U.S. Supreme Court came into agreement with hell itself to form a covenant with death over the nation through national illegal abortion. Friday's March for Life in Washington, D.C. bears witness both to the millions of children whose lives were cut short and God's covenant faithfulness, is answering our accumulated pleas. <clears throat> There's an <clears throat> kind of an airy parallel with this between Exodus one twenty two and January one twenty two, the date when the covenant with death was governmentally sealed by the Supreme Court. The verse documents how Pharaoh mandated the death of the firstborn in Israel. Exodus 1.22. Throw the baby boys in the river. Against all odds, on June the 24th of 22, the Supreme Court finally came into agreement with Heaven's Court, covenant with death and hell annulled. Listen, the battle's not over for the Supreme Court, though. There is a battle raging. They're trying to stir up more stuff against Kavanaugh. So we need to keep praying. They are not giving up, but we're not either. We win, but God is expecting us to be in the game. Let me quote Morio Marilla. My generation put a man on the moon. This generation put a man in the ladies' restroom. That says about where we're at, doesn't it? But God. Say, but God. God. We're on the move. Not coincidentally, the decision, June the 24th, was handed down on the date. Lord, help me. When many in the body of Christ celebrate the birth of John the Baptist. A man who came in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, and to turn a covenant nation literally to their God. This is how John the Baptist was mantled to prepare the way for Jesus. In this season, you have been mantled for the same cause. You have been mantled for life. Come on. We've got to keep fighting, not just for life. We've got to keep fighting for our country. And it's time to reclaim our state. The statistics may vary from state to state, but the mandate is clear. <clears throat> we have only a limited time to take advantage of this window of opportunity. Now, let's talk about, I want to talk about Minnesota just a minute. For example, just this past Friday, the state was supposed to hold a vote legalizing abortion even beyond the point of birth. That's infanticide. Friends, amazingly, thanks to the fierce intercession of HAPN, REPN state leaders, Karen Kruger and Lori Perez and others, the vote was postponed until tomorrow or later in the week. Now, here's why it was postponed. Apparently, a senator who wanted extra time to be with her newborn granddaughter, couldn't be there, so they put it off. Now, make that up. God drops a new baby in there that stops them from voting on that. Karen Kruger called for three days of fasting and prayer. They text me that God in His mercy gave us more time. Our state is in an Esther moment right now with this genocidal decree, as we pray and fast with the king's signet ring, we will write a new mandate for life that will override whatever vote is taken on Monday, and the Hamans will hang on their own gallows. Let's pray for Minnesota. Lord, I decree and agree with Karen, those ladies and their decrees, that the kingdom of God is greater, the kingdom of God is now, and the kingdom of God is against the abortion, the bills they want to pass, Lord, you take out leaders of that group that's against them, you change it however you want to, but we agree it gets stopped in Minnesota in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't that amazing? He'd use a baby to stop the government. He can do whatever he wants to. Let me read one more part of this. Of course, Apostle John Benefield, and of course most of you know that's the prayer group we're affiliated with in Oklahoma City, has already facilitated this within our state. Therefore, it was no coincidence that Oklahoma was leading the nation in gaining freedom for abortion. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. I bless John. I I bless all he's about. Lord, we just bless your name and your word. Let's look at the word of God. Let's look at the book of Ephesians. Chapter 1, I want to start with verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with those. Amen? Amen? We have them. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself, according to His kind intent, to the praise of the glory of His grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His kind intention, which He purposed in Him. With a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and the things on the earth in Him. Also, we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to His purpose, who works all things after the counsel of the Almighty. To think that the Lord God Almighty chose us before the foundation of the earth, before He even created the earth. He chose us. I want to read some more out of chapter 2. And you... That's all of us. We're dead in your trespasses and sins. Nobody's born a Christian. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh. We indulged the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, say but God, being rich in His mercy because of His great love, with which, what? He loved us. Even when we were dead, in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with Him, and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, He might show the surpassing riches of His grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not as a result of work so that one may boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. We are His workmanship for it's God who is working in you to will and work for His good pleasure until Christ is formed in you, including Galatians 4.15 with that. God is moving. He's moving in the land and He wants us to join Him. And listen, there's more going on in our country. There's more going on in our nation. To stop the kingdom of God, the powers of darkness are released against the church. They're released against you. The Word of God in John 8.36 There's a verse that's easy to quote. It's easy to believe. So if the Son makes you free, it says you're free indeed. Now I know most of you, I know about everyone in here would confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So if we've been saved, that means we're supposed to be free. Come on. Where is that freedom in taking Jesus Christ and us taking our stand to be who's called us to be? Who's going to do it if we don't do it? You can look around and say, let me tell you, it's us. It's us. It's like the preacher said, I've got good news and bad news. He said, what's that? He said, the good news, we're going to build a new building. Everybody said, hallelujah. What's the bad news? He said, you got the money, I want it. Whether this is good news or bad news for you, that's who we are. We're the army of God. It's us. And we're just misfits enough to qualify that we know apart from Him we can do nothing worthwhile. There's more to the kingdom of God than we're experiencing. That's that higher up Angie spoke about. God is calling us up. Here's a word Chuck Pierce Prophesied, and he's an international prophet beginning in December the 10th of 22 no matter how much poison or death we see about us remember God already has a plan for healing to come however the warfare we will be going through will not go away he said the warfare that's coming won't go away now, that's a challenging word. Just some things I read this week. I believe I've got the numbers right. Microsoft laying off 10,000 people. Google says we're going to lay off 10,000 or 12,000, I believe, because of the economic downturn in this nation, and yet our president and them are telling us how great it is. But Google's laying off 12,000 people. Oh, and there's a sex ed program going on in Idaho, Idaho, middle school. It says, uh, and keep your condoms on, and I won't read the rest of the statement. That's being taught in your public schools. Hello? That's the world we live in. You better fight for your kids. Psalms 149. I want to read you some of Psalms 149. For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. Amen? Come on, He takes pleasure in you. You're His idea. You're not a mistake. You're not an oops. He plans you. He will beautify the afflicted ones with salvation. If you're here today and you're not born again, you can get born again today. Let the godly ones exalt in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Well, Dixie and I have talked about that. We didn't either one get blessed with the gift of singing, but we can make a joyful noise. So it says, make a joyful noise. Sing on your beds. Verse 6, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Why don't we praise God instead of talking about what's wrong? Let's give Him praise and honor. And a two-edged sword in their hand. What does that mean to you? To execute vengeance on the nations, punishment on the people. It's all the things... This is things we're to do. It didn't say God's going to do them. He said, is there anybody else here? No, it's us. To execute vengeance on the nations, punishment on the people. To bind their kings with chains, their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them the judgments written... This is an honor for his godly ones. Praise the Lord. We need to do that just like we're praying for that state up there and that abortion issue. There's things going on you need to stand up and do something about. I still remember a great preacher a few years ago. He was praying for his sister. He said, Lord, they're just going through. They're broke. They're sick. They've got family issues. When are you going to do something about that? You know what God said? When are you going to do something about it? This is our job. He's done everything he needs to do. He's waiting on us to get up and make a move. I like what Smith Wigglesworth, I believe he's the one that said it. He said, "If the Holy Spirit's not doing something, I get him started. Just get something started. Start. Make a move. Do something. You're not going to hatch an egg just sitting there. But let the high praises of God be in your mouth. He's talking about taking up the sword. He's not talking about a civil war in America. That's what the left would like. But but listen, we have spiritual authority. Have you ever declared something? Have you ever said this is going to stop? It's not right on my watch. It's not going to happen. We need to, we've got to do these things. Who's going to do them if we don't? We are the ecclesia of God. There's not a lot of fluff in here this morning of people that just came because it was Sunday. You've came because you know you've been called by God. Listen, that sister didn't just have that word. God's speaking some things to her. There's babies to be pulled out of the place. This is... The day of life in this nation. But it's more than just babies. It's about the economy. It's about the whole nation. It's about the government. And the blame, to me, goes on the church. The church, because we have not been the ecclesia of God. We have not walked up and said, no. You know, once in a while you get a chance I went to the city. They were going to start, and I've told you this before, but they wanted to have a change so they could sell liquor on, on the school on the properties that the city owned during sporting events. And I called the city manager. That was before Brad. And I said, now, let me tell you, the pastors, we're going to be opposed to that. So he never did bring it to a vote. He, he told someone, I know it's going to divide the council. I called the counselors and talked to them. I called one man. I know he, w- he went to church. I didn't know him. He said, why would you be against that? I said, I wanted to say, who are you anyway? I know, where, I know the church you go to. I know they'd be against this. What's wrong with you? But see, that's the, that person wasn't part of the ecclesia. Let me see that. But th- we are. There is a fight. There's a fight over your family. We've been praying for Angel's husband, for Zeph's dad, to come into the kingdom of God. That's God's will. You, we've all got somebody in our family that's lost or unchurched, out of fellowship with God. They need to come in. I've got them in my family. Lord Minister, of my niece in Alabama's in the hospital, young lady. We've all got needs. We've got to believe that we've got a God that said we could do what he do. He said, you can do what I did. Isn't that what that says? Isn't that what that verse says? These, verily you'll do these things and even greater things because I go to the Father? That verse is a rebuke to me because I'm not doing everything He did. I'm not. Lord, I want to. See, but look, it's just not me that's called to do that. It's all of us. I, we need to be about these things. There, I'm going to read you some verses you don't know about. Luke twenty-two thirty-five. 35. The statement from Jesus. Jesus said, to, When I sent you out without a money belt and bags and sandals, you didn't like anything, did you? They said, no, nothing. He said to them, but now, whoever has the money belt is to take it along. Likewise, also a bag. And whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. See, that's different than turning the other cheek. That's all you know. Listen, we're to be Christ-like. We're to turn the other cheek. But these are the words of Jesus also. He knew we were going to be in a battle. He knew there was a fight coming. There's a fight over your life, over your health, over your family. It's over everything. Verse 38, they said, Look, Lord, here are two swords. He said to them, That'll be enough. That's enough. There's some things you've got to be prepared for. But you've got to be prepared to face life yourself. You've got, to, you've got to realize there is an enemy that wants to rain on your parade. He wants to stop you. That is what he is about. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and that there be no division among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. You know there was a big meeting just recently of all kinds of political people and these particularly the work the woke business leaders it was called a WEF annual meeting of the globalist elites Klaus Schwab is he getting pushed aside as the Organization he founded or Americans turning against ESG. ESG, that doesn't sound too bad, but it stands for Environmental, Social, and Corporate governance. They want to govern everything. See, Swab is a one-world government man, and he would be the head of it. Can the Ukrainian president secure more support from world leaders? Is the world still listening to Al Gore's warning about global warming? Let me tell you, they did not get us controlled with global warming. They still want to, but then they came with COVID. And the whole thing is to control the people. I heard a presentation. They said it, it went like this. They put someone in a room put them in a chair. A doctor came in another room and would bring people in. And he'd say, now, you need to turn this dial up and it will affect that person in the other room. And as long as I tell you, you keep turning it up. And they could see when they got it to a certain point, it was almost like death. And they could hear that person screaming but several people went through that. Just a test. But two-thirds of the people that did it would do just exactly what the doctor said. Now, I'm not against the doctors, but transition that back to Mr. Fauci and that other lady standing up and telling us, and what do we do? Think about it. I'm not against the doctors. I praise God for them. But we we have no king but Jesus. Lord, we bless you. One other statement out of that meeting. Did John Kerry really mean to say that Davos man is a creature from outer space? They want to take over. But now is the time to take up the cross and follow Me is what Jesus said. You've got to take it up every day. You've got to reckon. I have to reckon this old nature dead every day. But then I declare I'm alive in Christ Jesus. Because this old nature. Bertha Smith. We saw her. She was a great Baptist missionary lady. And she'd do a flannel graph. And she'd have a person up there. And it would have a black heart. And she'd saw him. She would show him getting saved, and she'd put a red heart over that black heart. She'd teach a little bit, then she'd go and she'd look. She'd raise up that red heart a little bit and said, "That black heart's there. Is that old nature? Does it not want to rear up? Does that? Do you? Do we always respond like Jesus would respond? See, that's that old nature. We've got to reckon dead. And listen, it's not a game." We have got to take victory over that. We've got to take victory over this before we can win any other victories. We won't go witness to somebody. We won't invite somebody to church because we're condemned ourselves. Amen, Brother Gerald. Listen, there is a mystery of the cross. There's a power of the cross that only the Holy Spirit can reveal. I preach to you Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he said if we'd honor him, if we'd lift him up, he'd draw all mankind to himself. It's about Jesus. Everything you need, the answer to your prayer, that desires in your heart, believe Jesus for him. Believe Jesus for him. Why not you? Why not now? What's the difference in us and the fishermen that Jesus used? Why did Peter say when Jesus wanted to wash his feet, no, you'll not wash my feet? Jesus said, if you don't let me you don't have part of this. He said, just give me a bath. See, he, he knew what he needed. Right? We need Jesus. And he is about cleaning up his church. He's sorting it out. There's people I thought would always walk with God. I don't see them now. Take up the cross and follow him. There's a verse in Ephesians 3.10 that says this. So that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So that the manifold wisdom of God now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. <clears throat> See, that's what that's what we're doing when we're talking about that or abortion issue in that state. See, the church we're to proclaim to the powers in the heavenlies See, Jesus is said, seated on the throne with God; He's higher than the demonic powers in the heavens. But that's where the strongholds are. But through the church, we're to proclaim them. It's being proclaimed. I've proclaimed it with them. Uh, Dutch and Tim Sheets, Chuck Pierce, I know, they're proclaiming. This is the year that Baal will be torn totally down over America. See, it's a principality. It's a power. But it says through the church... We're to decree and declare these things. Who's going to do it? It's, it's a daily walk with God. It's us learning to take our place. We can gripe about the government all we want. I pray for them, but I pray against their antichrist agenda. The antichrist agenda of the least they want to rule the world. They will not rule the world apart from God in Jesus' name. I decree that over them. We decree to those powers in the heavenlies that Jesus Christ will eventually crush all other kingdoms. They're coming down. We've got to know who we are. We have got to take our place in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. If you've studied any warfare, you understand, you know these verses. And if you don't, you need to. For though we walk in the flesh, we're in fleshly bodies. Yet we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, we're not going to take this sword and just go out here and cut heads off. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. You getting mad won't change anything it just shuts you off from your relationship with god till you repent but div- but our warfare were divinely powerful for the destruction of these fortresses these are the things in the heavenlies that have to be torn down do you realize there's a power over Skytook? do you think there's not a demonic power over the school system Did we not experience a demonic power over our health and over this COVID thing? There is a battle over your life, over your health, over your family, particularly to divide, divide families. You can talk about Thanksgiving or Christmas, and some people don't look forward to it because who will be there or who won't be there. What divides? It's not God. Well, maybe it is. If you've made a stand for Jesus. But we still want to be with our family. But the the lines are being drawn. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. See, when those wrong thoughts come, just stop. Just stop. If you've dwelt on it, Lord, forgive me. I mean, there's wrong thoughts that just come. I still have them that come. But I just stop. I think about something else. These are the things. We've got to destroy them. We've got to be able to call our mind into divine order. Sometimes you'll be reading the Word, and yet you're just thinking about something else. Just back up. Start over. You've got to win that battle. If you don't win that battle, you're not going to win the bigger battles. We are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What about that one? Are you taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and we're ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete? See, it starts with you personally. Do you pray every day? You ought to start your day out praying. Now, I know there's people that pray a night instead of a morning. You can pray day and night. But you've got to have a time when... Now, I'm not talking about driving to work. My friend Jerry Dobbs was doing it with his eyes closed when he first got saved. And it, he, God saved him out of it. You, I'm talking about a time when you shut the door and get by yourself and pray. I'm not talking about, okay, God help us as we go. I'm talking about when you just stop. I don't care how long you pray. I don't ever look at the clock when I'm going to pray. I don't want to know how long I'm praying. But you've got to pray. Believe God hears you. I mean, start with five minutes and just see where it goes. Read your Bible. Do you read it every day? Men, you should leave the house without reading the proverb for the day. And you can do it. Start reading your Bible. If you're not reading it, start with five minutes. I'd give you a plan, but you've got to find it. If you're not reading it at all, start in the book of John. I think you ought to read some Psalms every day. I know you ought to read Proverbs. You've got to get the Word of God in you. You do not have a foundation apart from the Word of God. When bad news comes, are you shaken? When the phone rings, is it good or bad? You'll be shaken if you don't have that foundation. And listen, you can't... You can say what well, Brother Gerald said, but you better say the Word says You've got to know for yourself. Every one of us is going to stand before God by ourselves someday. So you need to get some practice. You've got to get to know the one you think is going to take you to heaven. Tell me how you're going to get to heaven. We don't have a clue apart from God's going to do it and Jesus is going to do it. So we better know this man. It better be more than, yes, when I was six years old, I bowed my knees, and it'd be like me telling Dixie I loved her 65 years ago. Now, might I tell her again? Well, I'll tell you what, it'd been some cold nights. (laughs) I wouldn't have had biscuits every morning either. (laughs) You better get to know the Lord. How are you going to know him? When you hear, and that's why people are distracted by so many voices. I've never understood why somebody could turn on a Christian radio station and listen to one preacher right after another. I said, you'll be confused. There's so many different views. You better have your own. You better get to know Him. It's about Him. That's who He is. Okay. It's got to start with you, then your family. You've got to take it to your <clears throat> your family. There's still Christian men <clears throat> that their kids, their families hadn't heard them pray out loud. And at mealtime, they'll say, okay, Susie, you pray. Well, what about you, Leroy? <laughs> Come on. Whose turn is it? What's wrong with our nation? It's the church. But it takes we men, it takes you women. I praise God for godly women. I praise God for women that have kept some churches going. But you've got to get it in your family. Then join us here. You want miracles? I saw two miracles Wednesday night. I heard two men make the same statement. This was just for me. This service was just for me. One one man told me, you guys were all here, but it was just for me. You know why? That's the way the Holy Spirit works. He's speaking to different ones in here today about different things. I've had people come and say, well, it's what you said. And they tell me, I know that wasn't exactly what I said, but that's what they heard. It's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. He is the power of God within us. And he's going to work in your life. The old story of the rock. The man took the big rock to the statuary sculptor and said, make me a statue of a man. He said, Can you do it? He said, Yes, sir, I can. How will you do it? I'll knock everything off this rock, doesn't look like a man. He's going to knock everything off you that doesn't look like Jesus. And you know what? I've screamed and hollered about it too at times. I didn't want to give that up. But do I want to be like Him? Do I want to know Him? Do I want to do the things He said I could do? Is He not the God that created us? That knew us before the foundation of the world chose us? I love that. He created us, and then He had to make a place for us and created the earth. Here's another verse you don't know about. Luke 13, 31. Just at that time, some of the Pharisees approached Jesus and said to Him, Go away, leave here, for Herod wants to kill you. And Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, the third day I reach my goal. He didn't let the government stop him from doing what he was supposed to do. You've got to take it up. Facebook, you've got to take it up. You've got to win that battle personally. He is the great I Am. He is El Shaddai. He is the God that's more than enough. He is the God... Richard mentioned the tithing. I'm still waiting for someone to say, God, you're flooding me too much. He said, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't even be able to receive. He said, test me in that. Do you know who He really is? He wants us to know Him. You know me. I know most of you. But He wants us to know Him. But, and then when we come together, corporately, there's more power. There's more anointing. Because we're decreeing to the powers in the heavenlies, you're not going to have this house. But you know what? You've got to declare it. He's not going to have this house first. Because if He doesn't have this house, you can say whatever you want to say. You can... Tithe 100% of your money, and it'll be nothing. He wants you first. If, he will, if he's got you, he's got everything you need. If you're my best friend and I've got a need, you'd help me. You would. He's a God that's more than enough, and he's just waiting. Who's going who's gonna to believe me? Who's going to take up the cause? We can talk about those guys, those yesterday. But what about today? What about 2023? We've got to stand for ourselves. We've got to stand for our families. We've got to stand for our church. We've got to stand for this region in whatever assignments He gives us. There's a city election coming up. There's some posts. We need Christian people to fill those posts. Uh, all kinds of things. But what about, what's God want to do in your life today? What's He talking to you about today? He's a God that's more than enough. Let's stand. I start the music. Let's let Jesus be Jesus if you don't know him that way you need to and if you want to know him that way if you'll come we'll pray for you or you can just come and pray if you've never been born again you need to know God there's heaven or hell they're both real will you take up the cross and follow him today will you make that statement will you Come today and said, On the day of life 2023, I've come and let Jesus wash me, clean me up, and send me back out. I want to be on the team, Lord. I want to be part of the corporate ecclesia that you're doing things with. Test. He is faithful.
1: He is faithful.
0: We had a 70-year testimony
1: here. He,
0: he's done more for Dixie and I than we ever dreamed about. It. Just because that's who he is. Every parent wants to bless their children. Come let him be who you want him to be, who he wants you to be. Amen. Nail it down. Get settled. You're going to have a godly home. You don't just walk with Him. He will give you the desires of your heart. Ready to meet him?
2: You have been so, so good to me. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't.
0: person you've ever looked up to as a person of God, I promise you they've walked through everything to get where they were. It's not easy, but it's possible to take up the cross. He's worth it.
2: Don't
0: you want to hear him say, well done? God said something you need to come tell us this morning. Ms. Chaz.
3: Um, I just keep hearing backbone for the ones who have the backbones in this nation, in this town and the families. I know there's a lot of pressure on you guys to do what's right, and sometimes you feel like giving up. But that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to be a doormat, and he wants you to give up. But don't give in. Just keep fighting for your families. Um, just keep being that backbone, and don't let fear come on you to silence you, silence you, because that's what you know the enemy wants. Just keep being the backbone, and and I thank you for all the backbones that have been here that pray, has prayed me through things to allow me to go out in other places and you know influence other people.
0: So thank you.
3: I had a dream last night that I think is significant. And it's, um, I don't remember a lot of my dreams. But in this dream, um, there was an invitation to come to a meeting and bring everybody that's sick that you know. And uh, it was not a traditional looking church, it was a building. And uh, there was a great sense of expectancy and people were lined up on cots on one side of the building. They couldn't couldn't walk, couldn't get up, but they were lying on cots. And then there was a group of them just waiting. They were just sitting and waiting for the service to begin. And then the third thing was there was a restroom and a shower in that building, and people were going in to the shower and the restroom. In dream language, that represents cleansing. So here's what I heard the Lord say, that we are to come to every meeting with such a sense of expectancy that God is gonna meet us and His power is gonna be displayed. And we're to bring people that are desperate, if they'll come, we're bringing them if they're desperate. then, Then we're to wait on the Lord and that doesn't mean inactivity. That means that we are doing what God said, but we're waiting on His voice to move they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. And um, it's, a, it's like waiting on Him, and then suddenly He comes, and He moves on to us to do things. And then the cleansing, I think, is self-explanatory. God wants us to cleanse our hearts. And I kept being reminded of those scriptures in the Psalms. Uh, Created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit, a right attitude within me. Yes. Created me a clean heart. Search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in your everlasting way. I, I know he's saying that to me. I think he wants his church to get ready and I, I believe we are to come with such expectancy of what He wants to do. He, he's here every service. I mean, His power, His presence has so been augmented in the last year. He, he comes in such power here and you can feel Him and He wants us to get used to what He feels like. He wants us to get used to His presence. We recognize it where, where He comes. He wants us
0: to know Him. Sing it out. There's an army Are we finished? Well, remember, pray for Jackson. He's sick. Pray for Tracy's dad. Pray for Paula Hudson. She had a hip replaced this week pray for Dixie we thought she was going to get her back fixed put it off so we'll see something tomorrow God's got time to heal her Uh, there were some others on that list Uh, Loretta we need to pray for Loretta alright Wanda's sister pray for them men what time tomorrow night Okay, Dixie will have some cookies for us and we'll have a good time and we'll pray. Are we finished? Lord, I decree your Lordship over us. Lord, you've heard all of our hearts today, the things we've thought, the things we've turned loose, and maybe things we've committed to. Lord, we decree your Lordship over us. That you increase your presence in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.